Have you found that your children are just picky eaters? And would you love to get them to start eating more real food? If so, this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show is for you. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you will hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master. Their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode number 51 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. On the show today, I interview Katie Kimball. She is a Michigan mom who has shared her journey to real food and natural living for nine years at Kitchen Stewardship, which is a blog that helps families stay healthy without going crazy. Along with her four children, she created the Kids Cook Real Food e-course to help other parents teach their kids to cook, to stem the tide of disease, threatening to wash away the young generation. The course serves over 6,000 families from six continents, and over 10,000 kids are learning to cook. This was a super fun conversation that I know you're going to enjoy, and we're just going to jump right in. Katie Kimball, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. How are you? Thank you so much, Ben. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super psyched to have you. You have a, a program called kidscookrealfood.com. And uh, it looks like an amazing program, um, of course, where I was talking about getting our kids to eat real food. And I think maybe one of the steps that we miss along the way is teaching them how to do that by possibly prepping foods themselves, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, getting kids in the kitchen helps on both ends of that equation. Number one, if, you, if they're working with food, they're more likely to eat it. I always say there's no magic pixie dust. Like it's not a guarantee, but they're more likely. And so like we parents have to do everything we can to increase our chances, right, of getting kids to eat healthily, but also teaching them to cook definitely increases the chances that they will live a healthy lifestyle when they're adults, because if they don't know how to cut their own produce, yeah. it doesn't matter if they're willing to eat it once they're, you know, once they've left your house. True, because yeah, you're definitely empowering them to be able to and to want to, you know, uh, plug those healthy foods in and have the ability to do it for a lifetime, which is, that's paramount. That's the plan. That's paramount. So how'd you get into this Kids Cook Real Food? Like, What's your journey? Well, I've been blogging at Kitchen Stewardship since 2009. So my mission there is to help families stay healthy without going crazy. I try to teach moms tips and tricks in the kitchen to just save money, save time, kind of do it all at once without feeling all the tension of like, I have to do it all at once, if that makes sense. So we find the things in the center that, that save money and time and are healthy. And out of that, I had this kind of realization moment. My oldest is 12, almost 13 now. Oh my gosh. When he was in fourth grade, he had to do a, a demonstration speech. He had to teach his class something. And I talked him into doing food, like, no pressure, kiddo, but you can right. do food, you know. And uh, it, he made homemade guacamole, which was cool. And I taught him to, like, thwack the pit out of the avocado because he'd uh -huh. made homemade guac for a long time. But it hit me that it was the only thing he knew how to make as a fourth grader. And he'd been doing it since, like, first grade. I'm like, oh, like, I'm teaching everyone 
to cook and I kind of missed like the little people in my own house. So that was, that was the inception of it. I spent that summer kind of creating this curriculum and teaching them. I had them each invite a friend over so I'd actually do it. So it was like yeah. in my calendar and I couldn't just think, oh, like I'm too busy this week. I'm going to just skip our little cooking class thing. So yeah, I taught half the neighborhood how to cook and then we decided to, you know, film it and make make it into a video series. Now, have you always been into cooking? No, <laughs> not really. Not, I mean, I, I grew up, my mom probably cooked from scratch more than the average mom of the 80s, um, but mm-hmm. it was kind of a pseudo from scratch where mm-hmm. her like homemade spaghetti sauce used Campbell's cream of tomato soup. So totally. You're packaged and you're making the recipe yourself. <laughs> um, so I didn't really learn to like cut vegetables. I was I was interested in it in college, like, okay, I'm going to learn to be a real adult. Therefore, I need to learn to cook, you know? So I was interested, but I was just fraught with burnt things. And one time I I thought a whole bulb of garlic was a clove of garlic. So that applesauce pork chop recipe is stuck in my memory pretty distinctly. Yeah. So I really was kind of a bumbling fool at the beginning. Um, And having kids made me really get into nutrition and like care what, what goes in our mouths. And so through the process of you caring and learning more about nutrition and understanding that you needed to be able to prep stuff yourself, you just kind of toiled it out in the kitchen and, and learned the things that were working for you and your family and then made it your mission to help teach your children, you know, those processes? I did. Yeah. I'm kind of an all in type of person. So once I'm doing something like it's going to be a hundred percent. And so when I was feeding my firstborn, this baby, like everything that went in his mouth. I wanted it to be just perfect. So I learned a lot that first year or two. Um, And, and it was still, I mean, it wasn't perfect. It was imperfect. We've got pictures of him with a sucker in his mouth at 15 months. And like my own kids now they see that and they're like, mom, yeah, how could you, you know, a sucker. I'm like, I didn't like, I didn't get it. I didn't know how bad sugar was. So it's, it's always like a huge growth process. Right. But I have this this constant banter going on in my head, like like I'm teaching people. I'm just a teacher by nature. And so as I was figuring out tips and tricks and hacks in my kitchen to save time or save money or whatever it was, I was kind of like, I was teaching people in my head. That makes me sound yeah. a little crazy. Promise it's less crazy than I got itself. you. But, and so out of that, I thought, well, maybe I could write a book because I didn't know what blogging was. <laughs> thousand eight, yes, for real. I was like, people are like, oh, you should just do a blog and see if there's an audience. I'm like, what's yeah. a blog? Well, I don't know. So that, I mean, that was kind of the beginning. And then once I got into blogging, then there's this whole like real food blogosphere. And I realized that what I thought was healthy was like a good attempt. But there was so much more to learn about like really unprocessed foods. And yeah. so I kept learning, you know, and I'm just constantly growing. That's cool because it's all good and well for the parents to want to want the kids to be able to be proficient in the kitchen and want to cook healthy foods and of course want to yeah. eat healthy foods. But how do you get the kids to be interested in wanting to be in the kitchen and wanting to eat the healthy foods? Right. That's tricky because we don't need one more homework battle as totally. parents, right? We don't need one more thing on our plate that we want our kids to do that they don't want to do. Um, so, well, first of all, having video lessons does help because it's productive screen time. And yeah. at least if your household's like mine, they don't get a ton of screen time. So it's like, hey, let's watch a video score, you know? So that's helpful for my members in the Kids Cook Real Foodie course. Um, 
But I tend to capitalize on just pride and accomplishment. I, I feel like we live in this world where everybody gets a ribbon and a medal for everything. So it's really difficult as parents to find authentic ways for our kids to do like real life things, but they love feeling like adults, you know, yeah. they love like feeling grown up. So when you start talking about sharp knives and cooking at the stove, you know, that really piques their interest. Like, okay, I'm going to get to do something real here. And then the first time they make something and someone else eats it, it's like magic because you don't even, you don't even have to say good job. Like they see the look on the face of the person eating their food and they, it just like settles in. Like I have done something real and genuine and it, it's good, you know? And so there's this yeah. huge self-esteem boost and they'd want more of that. I mean, I love being in the kitchen and, and it's sort of my, I don't know, it's like my happy place, right? You get mm -hmm. home after a long day and then I can, I swear I'm creative and I get to put a meal together and no one bothers me. Right. Um, You're not alone. <laughs> and, and at the same time as you get the kids that pull up the stools and they're like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to help stir and I want to crack an egg or I want to be able to pour the mix in. And so I guess intuitively they want to be involved. And oftentimes we're saying, no, you know, go, go play, go do something else. Don't make a mess. I don't want to clean up more. But what you've done is you've embraced that you know, wanting on their part and, and, and helping teach them through the process. Yeah. Um, and an ideal day, like my, yeah. at the bottom of my, my heart, I'm just like, get out of my kitchen. Like, so I'm totally like, I am not a super mom when it comes to like desiring them to be with me, but I know that it's good. So I desire it. Does that make sense? <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense because yeah. like I said, I mean, yeah, again, that, that kitchen is really my happy place. And, and yeah. so I feel like it, it has to be something where it's, dedicated time to getting the kids in there and having, you know, being in the right space emotionally and having the patience yeah. to help them facilitate us prepping a snack or teaching yes. them how to flip the egg or use the spatula or whatever it is. So with that yeah. said, what are some of the basic cooking skills that you outline in your program that kids should be able to be proficient with and kind of like, what are the age levels that we're looking at here? Yeah, I'll definitely jump into that. I just want to say about like teaching kids a new skill, just to re-emphasize for parents that like right before dinner is the worst possible time because you're stressed, you're time pressured. It's like almost guaranteed it's going to be a negative experience for, for someone, probably everyone. And so like that's not, I mean, that's when kids want to ask. That's when they're like, mom, can I help with dinner? And you're going, oh, no, yeah, not today. Um, so that's why like it's really good to plan you kind of mentioned a dedicated time where you're teaching them, but the goal for the parents is that they learn skills so that when you are stressed before dinner, you can be like, I need someone with peeling skills. I need someone with cutting skills. And then you actually, it actually pays back. So it's this big, it's an investment, small investment of time for a large return during the stressful times, but never do anything new right before dinner. It's a bad mm, idea. Good call right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. So skills at different ages, we divide kids into three different skill levels. We just call them beginner, intermediate and advanced. And so beginner is really those um, small motor skills and, and dexterity issues. That's ages about two to five. And so this is the same stuff they're working on in school. They're working on holding a pencil, right? They're working on cutting and that's all small motor stuff. And so in the Kids Cook Real Foodie course, we do things like pouring. So we just use a creamer pitcher or like a one cup measuring and that empowers them to like get their own milk on their oatmeal or milk on their cereal or whatever. And they feel like hot stuff. So that's a cool one. 
we do measuring at that age and try to teach them to measure level. Um, and then, you know, stirring. I mean, it's really quite basic skills at that age, but we give them, we give them some abilities to catapult them out of helping, like helping as in like mom's doing all the measuring and I'm just dumping it in to actually helping as in like the kids who are even four and five can make homemade taco seasoning or ranch dressing mix because we use right. these fun little cards with pictures on them so they can do it themselves at the table out of mom's way right so you're like mom or dad mom or dad that's so i'm sorry <laughs> so you know the adult is cooking in the kitchen and the child can be working at the table have some separation there so that's beginner um intermediate there's eight lessons in each one but at the at the like the elementary level once kids can learn to read and once they've kind of mastered just basic measuring then we talk about how to read a recipe well right like that's why most adults recipe attempts fail is because you're rushing and like you're just not even paying attention to all the steps. So we really emphasize that for kids and organizing your space. We get them to the stove and do a safety at the stove, you know, how to not get burned because that's a big issue. It's a big fear thing for the parents and for some kids too. And we do introduction to sharp knives also um, once they're in elementary school. And so a lot of people, a lot of people are really surprised at that, that I would give like a seven-year-old a sharp knife. But um, oh, I think the thing I forgot to say for our little kids, we do knife skills with butter knives. Oh, cool. So they learn the hold, they learn where their other hand goes, and we kind of treat butter knives like sharp knives so that they get all those techniques down as a habit. And then we feel so much more comfortable and they feel comfortable getting sharp knives when they're like six, seven, or eight. That depends on the maturity of the child. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then, and then for our bigger kids, like once you're pretty adept with a paring knife, we move them on to chef's knives. Um, and we usually say that's like eight, age eight and up. Um, some people would say, oh, my eight-year-old, no, <laughs> maybe 10. But I mean, again, you got to do what you're comfortable with. So for the bigger kids, we get bigger knives. We move on to the oven. Those, that's like really heavy things usually going in and out of the oven. It's a little scarier. So I want kids to be bigger and stronger. And then we start talking a little bit more about building the dinner. Like it's really difficult for kids to do two things at once. Uh -huh. So they might be able to make oatmeal or, you know, or make rice, but can they make rice and taco meat yeah. and peel a cucumber and have it, you know, at the dinner, at the, at the table at once? That's really, really challenging. So we start to like shift them into multitasking, like full meal mode. I feel like a lot of adults would benefit from that, from that as well. I know many, many adults that can't multitask in the kitchen. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I won't, I won't name any names, but uh, uh, so, okay, cool. So what are some of the objections that you've experienced from, from this program, from both the kids and the parents that, you know, what are the, some of the frustrations or things that they have to deal with? Sure. I mean, with kids, generally the younger kids, like you mentioned, they're pretty motivated to get into the kitchen. So with younger kids, there's like no problem at all. Um, it tends to be more the eating part where kids have their challenges. Like they don't want to eat well, except that's, I mean, that's the reason to get them in the kitchen because right. if, hopefully if they're making it themselves, like you're that much closer to getting them to eat things. Um, and definitely some of your older, your preteens are like, yeah, they're preteens, right? Like they all have, they all have an attitude about everything. And so we just, you know, we recommend strategies. And like I said, just that like empowerment of being able to do things on your own is what parents can can really leverage to their success. Um, parents have all sorts of challenges getting their kids into the kitchen. They're too messy. They slow you down. 
you know, they're not listening. Um, and the whole like kitchen is your happy place. I hear that one a lot. A lot of parents feel like they don't know where to start. Like yeah. they really have the heart. They really kind of want to, and they know that it's important, but the kids come in and they kind of feel inept about how to explain things that either they've been doing for years and are like really good at, or yeah. parents are like, I barely am getting by in the kitchen on my own. You know what I mean? I think a lot of our generation kind of got skipped in the whole learning to cook thing. So we've all been bumbling along, figuring it out as we go. And so parents aren't real confident that they can pass this on to their kids because they feel like they're just figuring it out. But that's kind of the beauty of having me help. Like yeah. I come in and, and parents will say like, don't tell anyone, but I'm totally learning along with my kids. <laughs> Thank you for this. So that's nice that, you know, I can do that for them and it becomes kind of a family affair. Right. That's what I was just going to say is that what a great opportunity to be able to do it with your kids and learn along with them. And, and that way you're not only leading by example, but they're getting all of these techniques to use down the road. Hey brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best? as a businessman, father, and husband, I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you wanna find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. One of the things I hear from parents all the time is my kid's a quote unquote picky eater. He only mm -hmm. likes chicken fingers and mac and cheese and pizza and hamburgers, right? That's all they eat, right? And we know tons of kids uh, or parents with kids that are like that. Yep. And so have you seen the carryover between getting kids involved early and, you know, the byproduct of their nutritional palate? I mean, what, what are you seeing with kids the earlier they get in the kitchen? So our program's only been around for about two years, two and a half years. So I haven't gotten to see like members go through this. But as far as my own kids, I will definitely say that when we when we eat in other places, adults and like family members, they are just wide eyed and jaw dropped. Mm -hmm. They're like, I cannot believe what your kids will eat. And so in my own experience, for sure, like we have really high expectations for my kids. I, the, the people who talk like you just quoted, oh, my kid's a picky eater. They only eat ABCXYZ. Mm -hmm. Like, well, there's your bar. Yeah. Like you just explain to your child what you expect them to eat, that they're not going to overachieve on that. They're going to meet your expectation. And so like, it's really, really important to change our language and cut out those failing words and raise and raise the bar. And so I tell parents all the time to, you know, say, well, okay, you don't like this food yet. That's great. Maybe your, your adult nice. taste buds will change, you know, and just really set that expectation that we're always changing. We tell, uh, my husband and I will tell our kids stories about foods we didn't like when we were kids and we eat all the time now, you know, like I didn't eat beans or chili and my kids are always really surprised. Um, so like, it's just, we see this growth and process of eating as opposed to it being like, this is who this kid is. They're not a picky eater. They're just learning yeah. to eat more. And especially with kids, I mean, 
You have to plug something in multiple times, uh, depending on the type of food it is, uh, for them to determine whether or not they like it or not. And it's not just a once or twice, oh, they, they won't eat broccoli, you know. I mean, sometimes it's like 10 or 12 times, isn't that... Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Research is, shows that it may take up to 10 times to enjoy food. And, you know, for some kids, it might be 20 or 25. We're, mm-hmm. we're born wired for sweetness. And yet most healthy foods are on the more bitter side. And so we have to, we have to try to change kids' palates and not allow them to just gorge out on kid food and sweet foods and starchy foods and stuff that they really like. It's, it's really a process of challenging them. So getting in the kitchen definitely helps. Um, with, each, with each of my lessons, there's eight lessons at each level. We do a little daily nugget, I call it. So it's just this little tiny piece of academia mixed yeah. into the kitchen. And it's a little, a little piece of information about why food is healthy or unhealthy for you. So I'm trying to, trying to help parents out in that way. That's great. So what do you say to the parents that they just don't know where to start, right? Is, is we got so much stuff going on. We're busier than ever. We're more stressed out than ever. Mm-hmm. Both parents, in, in a lot of families, both parents work. And, you know, we just don't have time to cook as much as we know we should be cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to eat out more frequently. With that comes worse food decisions, especially when we're on the go. And we don't feel great about it, but you know, it is what it is and it's the real world. And, you know, sometimes it is pizza and burgers and other times we can make better decisions. Where do we start with this? Like, how do we, how do we start to be better with learning how to cook and doing better snacks? Like, what's that look like? Yeah, gosh, when you're talking, I'm like picturing this snowball, like rolling down the hill, like it's just picking up speed and getting worse. And, um, and well, I mean, certainly getting rid of the defeatist attitude that it's impossible is step one, like you, you have to care, you have to want to do it, like produce is not just going to show up in your kitchen and cut itself up. Um, so making the decision is step one. And then, you know, at my, at my blog at Kitchen Stewardship, we talk a lot about baby steps, like if you can do one thing, better today than you did yesterday, applaud it. Don't look at all the things that you're not doing. And by the end of a year or two years, you'll look back and say, oh my gosh, like I'm totally a new person in the kitchen. And so it, these little things, like maybe you have a dessert every day, so you cut that out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're still using margarine, God forbid, instead of butter, like make that switch or just like, there's a lot of little tiny switches you can make. Um, we eat a lot of yogurt. So buy the yogurt without the sugar. Totally. You know what I mean? So there's like tiny, tiny things. And that's, again, like that's not even preparing food. Um, with the kids, I would say that it, if you can believe that it's an investment, um, and a lot of members say that after just one or two classes, their kids are helping enough, not the two-year-olds, you sure. know, but like the elementary age kids, they can give back pretty quickly. So it's not like a huge investment for when they're 18. It's a small investment of maybe a few half hours, and now they're saving you 10 minutes every dinner because they can prep the raw veggies and dip, for example. Um, so, you know, we, we do think we're so, so busy and it, and it's overwhelming. It's totally overwhelming, but with better food, ideally now you've got more energy. And if you're all doing it together, number one, that's family time. Like it's family time. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we want out of life. And number two, we know we're laying foundations for adulthood. Um, so I tell people to put it in their real calendar. Like if you're going to karate class, it's in your calendar, right? You're getting a reminder on your phone. If you're going to do cooking class, like do it. Put the reminder in for 9 a.m. every Saturday or like whenever you can find time. Summer is a great time. Spring break's a great time if you're not going away. Some people bash out a bunch of lessons over Christmas break. 
There's, there is time if you decide it's worth it. There's totally time. You just have to make it a priority. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely. It's the exact same stuff we talk about when someone's struggling with weight loss and they're just not prioritizing themselves uh, mm -hmm. or their schedule and they're you know, spending too much time watching television or putzing around on Facebook. Uh, 100% agree with you. So what are, some, what are some of the healthy snacks that are like easy ways to start? Just give people a couple little tangibles here that you'd recommend or that your family utilizes or you recommend through your program. Sure, we do. In my family, our snacks are pretty simple. We do a lot of whole fruit. We do a lot of nuts and dried fruit. I have this whole cupboard of like nuts and dried fruit. So the kids kind of know like trail mix is usually an option, um, which is fun. Like little kids love making things. And so if they can make their own trail mix, oh my goodness, they're excited to eat it. Um, just cheese and gluten-free crackers is really simple. I, the most important thing to remember, of course, is that it's got to have some fat and protein to stick to your ribs. So that's really, it's so tempting to give kids like, I don't know, those like fruit strips or fruit snacks or something. You can find them without processed sugar. They're just, they're like fruit juice though. So they're like, you're hungry again in half an hour. And then you have hangry kids and nothing is going well, you know, and then you feed them again and then they're not hungry for dinner. So there's, that's another big snowball that people, the trap that people fall into, I guess, is not choosing satiating enough snacks. So the most important point for snacks is the right amount of fat and protein and not too big. I think we over snack, really. I agree with you 100% and, and you get in trouble because it's like uh, whether you pick them up from school at you know three o'clock and they're hungry so then they want a mm -hmm. snack and then sometimes they end up snacking between three and six p.m. and then the time dinner's ready it's like they're not going to touch anything because they've been eating junk or just even just snacking on real food nonstop through that period of time any suggestions get through that period. Yeah, I mean, we have a rule that you have to have at least an hour and a half, preferably two hours between snacks and a meal. So I call that prepare the space, which means that the children need to be hungry for dinner and then lead with your ace, which means put out the vegetables first at dinner because hungry children will eat vegetables at a much greater rate than full children scientifically proven in my household. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I like that a lot. Uh, so tell us more about the 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 length of the program, like what's that look like? How's the setup? Yeah, well, it's, um, the classes are videos. So they range from like three minutes for how to crack an egg to 20 minutes for some of those advanced, like we're making a whole meal. Um, usually parents need to set aside about 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Again, more, shorter for younger kids, longer for older kids to actually teach a lesson. And each level has eight classes. So a lot of people will try that once a week, they do it in eight weeks or, you know, first Saturday of the month, once a month. It's totally at your own pace. Um, but there's eight for each level. And then the real beauty of it is like I have four kids right now, they're ages three, six, nine, and 12. And so I know the challenge that parents have finding something that kids can do together, right? There's not like, yeah. we can't watch a movie that everyone's like really enjoying, you know, because right. they're so different. And so, so I really, really worked hard to have this vertical integration where your little kids your medium-sized kids and your big kids, if you happen to have them all, are working on their separate skills, but what they work on comes together in a meal or a snack. So that's really a cool gift for larger families that it's something they can really do all together. And then, and the best part is at the end, like I'm not a crafty person, I hate glitter. We make a craft and I'm like, what do I do with this thing, right? right. You do cooking class and you eat it. So yeah. it's way better at the end result. <laughs> 
That's awesome. And I can see that being uh, really fun for the family. I mean, I have eight, six, and two and a half. And obviously, the two and a half, he's not going to do too much. Other oh, than offer no, some, that's where we start. He can do, he can do like more than half like the beginner level. Pouring some things in and yeah. yeah he would love it. That. And then my eight-year-old, she loves like chopping and, you know, shredding carrots and doing all that stuff. My six-year-old, I'm not, not so sure. She likes doing the dishes. So we tend mm. to empower her to do that which yeah capitalize on that yeah that's all good (laughs) so what are some of your favorite tools that you use um, in terms of I don't know gadgets in the kitchen that the kids love and that makes things just easier across the board you bet so people love to ask this question because I think everybody likes gadgets right but I'm kind of a simple person like you need a paring knife a chef's knife and a cutting board you need a pot you need a bowl, you need a spoon. Like, so we're, I, it's just very accessible. Like I tell people all the time, you do not need fancy tools to cook. You just need a little bit of know-how. Um, we've got one tool for little kids. that's just super fun. It's called a crinkle cutter. Um, mm-hmm. And you just push straight down and it makes a little ripple in things. Um, so that's really fun for little kids. They can usually do a cucumber is just soft enough or some cheese. Little kids aren't strong enough to to do carrots with it or anything. Yeah. So it becomes one of those tools that's like sort of helpful and sort of fun. But to be honest, we just we just use our basic stuff most well, of the time. I, I've seen a couple of videos of of you using the Instapot. How do you utilize that? We actually don't have one. We use a crock pot all the time. So mm-hmm. sell me on the Instapot. Oh, you're funny. So it's an instant pot. Just oh. to- be clear. Everybody says Insta. It's instant. It's the whole word. All right. Instant pot. (laughs) Because I'm an English major. So that's what I do. But um, I'm going to use two instant pots tonight for dinner. This Mm. is very true because it's a slow cooker meal. And I did not get it started this morning because I was busy doing other things. And so literally when we stop this recording, I'm going to go in and put a bunch of chicken and some homemade like barbecue sauce in one. And I'm going to start rice in the other and turn them on and they will be ready for dinner in like 45 minutes. That'll be a little early, but it'll, it'll hold. So I guess that's what I love it for is the oops days the most. Like there's a lot of reasons I like mine, but I really like the oops days when it's like, oh, I didn't start the slow cooker mm-hmm. or I didn't even plan dinner until lunchtime. That's terrible. Um, but I do like, I like slow cookers and instant pots for little ones because usually you're putting all the ingredients in while it's off. Okay. So there's not that fear of the hot stove so for little kids in particular it's really kind of cool to be able to cook with you know cook with something like real dinner but it doesn't have to be on or hot yeah and then they can throw i mean it seems like they can just throw everything in and then Mm -hmm. it's like just turn it on and you're good to go and and like you i also forgot to put everything in so i i actually was watching one of your videos earlier and i added the instant pot to my Amazon <laughs> cart. So I will be ordering that today and I'll, I'll keep you updated and I'll, for all you listening, I'll keep you updated on the um, results of that. And maybe a couple of my favorite recipes. Now you have a recipe guide. Don't you have a, a recipe guide for instant pot recipes or something like yes. that? Yeah. We last summer we made some additional videos. So the, the Kids Cook Real Food eCourse is really designed to be comprehensive. Like it's about 30 basic skills, beginning and end. Like I don't feel like kids need any more than that. However, there's still some fun things that you can do beyond it. So we added some extra like mini classes and one was on the Instant Pot and Slow Cooker last year. So my five-year-old makes mac and cheese in the Instant Pot. And then we do like a roast and a barbecue chicken 
and um, like a lentils and rice kind of casserole meal. And they're all, they all can be done in the slow cooker or the instant pot, which is cool to show really, you know, the versatility yeah. of both and make it accessible to everyone. But yeah, we, I mean, we, we use it kind of a lot. I actually really like the instant pot because it can be a fifth burner too. Like you can turn it on saute. Okay. So I've cooked in a hotel room with it for real <laughs> and so, you know I can just like take it to church and like turn it on and heat my stuff up or whatever without a stove so personally I, I kind of dig that well we're about to remodel our kitchen so that's going to be a good six to eight weeks without a kitchen and so I, I I foresee in our future a significant amount of instant pot dishes uh, mm-hmm. But it's cool because we use it all the well, we use the crock pot all the time. So I'll be interested to try the, the instant pot. And regardless, though, is we want our kids to have those basic cooking, chopping, mm-hmm. prepping skills in place. And so the instant pot, kind of cheating, but still a really valuable tool uh, to yes. have, right? As part yeah, of- it kind of brings, I like, I like slow cooker and instant pot meals because it does bring like skills and recipes for which you really have to use a chef's knife can kind of bring it down to a kid's level where they're in elementary, maybe they can't cut a whole onion yet, but like everything has an onion in it. Yeah. Right. And so we show the kids how to replace the whole onion with just dried minced onion, Mm. you know, in the slow cooker, it's going to be cooking all day. So that's always a a safe substitution. And so that is, that's kind of the goal of that little mini series video set is to show kids like, even though you you know your knife skills might not be chef's knife quality yet, you can still make entire dinners for your family. So it's kind of cool. Nice, Katie. Where can people find more about your uh, your kids cook real food program? Well, I would love to teach everybody knife skills. So I we have our ten minute knife skills and safety class that's part of our part of our course, and we're going to let all the listeners have at that. Um, for free at kidscookrealfood.com slash smart simple. So you can just go there and check out, you know, use, use that 10 minute class with your kids. Um, And then in general, just at kidscookrealfood.com. And we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Instagram's always where it's a little more gritty, a little more real life. And uh, Facebook is just a happy place for parents to hang out with, uh, you know, to cook. Yeah. Facebook's a happy place for everyone, apparently. Uh, so kidscookrealfood.com slash smart is your knife safety skills. That's going to be perfect. We'll make sure, of course, that we share those in the show notes. A um, couple other questions for you, Katie, just in regards to nutrition in general is what are one or two resources that you've been learning or, or people even that you've been learning or starting from in the last year or two uh, with regard to nutrition, maybe kids' nutrition, um, something like that? Oh, that is a good question. You didn't tell me you were going to ask this. I, <laughs> I just kind of, I kind of read whatever's in front of me. Um, well, I met recently, I met in person Dr. Medea Saeed and Dr. Elisa Song. And so those mm-hmm. are two amazing resources on like pediatrics and kind of what kids should be eating it's um it's hard actually to find good information about kids in particular just because the government tries really hard to tell kids what to eat but i don't always agree so (laughs) what specifically i and i don't i don't want to put you on the spot i just want to talk shop here for a second but what specifically don't you agree with well, I feel like the recommendations, especially for school lunches, include so many carbs. Totally. Right? Like we, we just started my three-year-old three in preschool, 
And I went and had to go through the lunch menu and I pretty much crossed off everything crunchy and, you know, said he's not going to eat these. And I went in one time to pick him up at lunch and every kid had a half a slice of bread with no butter added on to whatever was like already a pretty well-rounded meal. And I was like, oh, I know that half a slice of bread is just to fulfill the requirement of two grains at every meal. And I just thought that's not like our kids need more genuine vegetables and healthy fats. And um, I don't, I don't know that the, the government is quite appreciative of healthy fat or omitting the the munchy crunchy grains. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And uh, phenomenal resources. Uh, Dr. Elisa Song, we had on the show a while back. I'm, I'm not recalling exactly which episode, but we talked all about uh, children's health, gut health, mm-hmm. um, children's supplementation for children's, helping boost immune systems. She's just a phenomenal resource and such an amazing person mm-hmm. as well. So I'm glad you brought her up. Anything else off the top of your head? It's just all, it's all about just eating your vegetables, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like it shouldn't be that complicated. Cut out the sugar, no munchy, crunchy snacks, eat your vegetables and like way more than, you know, more than other people do. Eat more vegetables. Yeah, it definitely keeps coming back to that. And now we've got ways to teach our children how to eat more vegetables successfully because they can do it themselves. And they need to learn how to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. This, is, this has been inspiring for me to want to teach my kids more, even more so. You know, and I'm all about leading by example and, and mm-hmm. feel like we do a better job than most parents in terms of giving our kids the opportunity to eat healthy foods. But nonetheless, as I do, I, I agree with you 100%. I think they should be able to do it themselves. And now we have the resource to do it. Last question for you, Katie. If you could only eat one meal, for breakfast, lunch, dinner, for the rest of your life, what would that meal look like? Mm, I got to decide if I answer with good nutrition or my totally. taste buds, right? Like yep. the meal I want to eat. That's the it. Meal I know I should. That's what eat. everyone says. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Everyone, funny. it's it's the the struggle's real there. Well, if I answer with my nutrition side, it would probably be a mess of vegetables with a little bit of sausage, oregano, and a mm. soft fried egg all runny all over the top nice. and real salt. That would be, that'd be pretty, I could handle that. Answer with the other side would be dark yeah. chocolate, a baked potato with lots of butter, <laughs> all the favorite foods that I probably shouldn't be eating at every meal, you know. All right. Fair enough. Love it. <laughs> Katie Kimball, thank you so much for your time, for coming on the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, for sharing all of your uh, passion regarding teaching kids how to cook and eat healthy. Uh, You really have a phenomenal resource there. So everyone listening, make sure you go check out kidscookrealfood.com forward slash smart simple for those nice safety skills. And and we're going to have to catch up again soon. But in the meantime, have just a wonderful day. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, same here, Ben. I look forward to hearing and seeing pictures maybe of your kids in the kitchen. Can't wait. Totally. Uh, I will definitely share those. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening, and if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, 
then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.